Hey, hey! So excited to have you here. Maybe this is a coincidence, but I don't believe in those. I believe that everything in our life happens with reason. So that's why I believe that you are here today, because you are meant for more. My name is Barbara, and I want to share my journey with you, talk about personal growth and challenges that you are facing. But I also want to encourage you to ask the right questions, so you can find and live your purpose. I want you to be curious, to think outside the box, and step out of your comfort zone. Join me and discover how to unlock your potential, take responsibility, and create life on your own terms. Thank you for being here. Let's do this! Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. I'm checking in from Croatia, traveling with my sister and enjoying the holidays. I really hope you had a great week and are enjoying the weekend. Remember to take some time for yourself and recharge your batteries. I'm saying this because I want to remind you to pay attention to your own needs. Take rest when needed and do the things that feel right for you. You have to feel good about yourself, otherwise, what's the point? And why am I mentioning this today? Well, today we're tackling a topic that hits close to home for many of us, and it's called people-pleasing. Yeah, you heard me right. I'll be sharing with you 10 signs of people-pleasing tendencies and giving you some tips and tools on how to break free from people-pleasing cycle. But I'll start with an example from my own life, as I'm sure many of you can relate. So where do I start? When I think of my journey, I believe my people-pleasing tendencies have roots in my upbringing. With the best intentions, my parents raised me to be a polite, good girl, teaching me to respect others, follow the rules and always make things right. However, I ended up becoming a people-pleaser. Don't get me wrong, there is nothing wrong in helping others, but not at the expense of your own well-being. By saying that, I think of all the times when I worked long hours just to help my manager keep everything in order, taking extra shifts to make sure my colleagues didn't burn out during the busy days, or when we were short-stuffed after the COVID pandemic. I would also accept extra jobs even when my schedule was already full and I wanted to go to the gym or meet a friend. But work is work, right? I was also afraid of not being loved if I said no, afraid of being rejected or judged. I was afraid of not being perfect and not always being there for others. Whether it was my ex-boss, a coworker, the family I babysat for, or even my sister, how many times did I go somewhere even though I wasn't really thrilled about it? Just because I wanted to make my friends happy? Often, I would let others make decisions about where to eat or which place to travel, just because it's easier to let them choose for themselves. And I'll be alright, right? Maybe I was indecisive, but I also wanted to make sure that the other person was happy. And what about me? I was getting that cortisol rush from being needed, serving, helping, rescuing, and solving problems for others. But what happens when they don't need you anymore? What happens to your value? You probably feel unappreciated, not respected, and not good enough. Or maybe you have expectations that those same people will help you or do the same things for you, and then they're not jumping at your first call. 
How does that make you feel? Maybe just a bit disappointed? Or you even start to feel like a victim, doing everything for everyone and feeling betrayed, left aside, drained and burned out. That's exactly how I felt just a few years ago. But you know what? (laughs) They weren't doing anything to me. I was letting all these things happen and kind of co-creating the situation I was in because my self-worth was not something I had been thinking about. My needs? Did I have any? Well, obviously, but I rarely ask myself, what do I need? Or what would feel right to do now? Instead, I would ask, what would make others happy? So yeah, my needs were neglected and I was on the edge of burnout. And people-pleasing was just one piece of the puzzle, but damaging one. There were many things I had to change to put myself first. And let me tell you, this is not an act of selfishness. It's about filling your own cup first so you have something to pour into others. It wasn't easy, it was a long process. And I still catch myself in some situations, especially with my family members, but today I know how important it is to meet my own needs. If I knew how to do that, I would avoid burnout, I would be healthier, I would feel more fulfilled. But I'm glad I went through this, actually. If I wouldn't, I would never awaken. And that's why I want to share my thoughts and experiences about this topic with you, because if you are in the place where you feel drained of always being on disposal, you never make time for yourself, you often feel guilty for not doing something, or you feel frustrated when you have to do something other people need, and you must change your schedule just to accommodate others' needs, then listen further. So, let's start with the list of 10 signs of people-pleasing tendencies, and I'm inviting you to reflect on how many of these you can actually identify with. First sign, difficulty saying no. People-pleasers often find it challenging to decline requests or favors, even when it's not convenient for them. They fear disappointing others and prioritize others' needs over their own. Let me give you an example. A colleague asks you to cover her shift at work. You already had plans with your family for a weekend, but you couldn't bring yourself to say no. So you will be taking her shift. You end up canceling your plans and felt resentful about it. Sign 2. Prioritizing others. People-pleasers consistently put other people's needs and wants ahead of their own. They derive their self-worth from making others happy. Example, you tend to put your partner's or friend's needs before your own regularly. If they wanted to go to a specific restaurant or see a particular movie, you would always agree even if it wasn't your preference. Maybe you want to meet your friends, but you will ask your partner if he has some plans with you and then you will make your plans with your friends. So it just means you're putting again your partner or somebody else on the first place. Sign 3. Fear of disapproval. The thought of someone being disappointed or upset with you causes anxiety if you're a people pleaser. You go to great lands to avoid disapproval, often at the expense of your own desires. Example, 
More extreme example would be when your family wanted you to pursue a certain career path and you had different aspirations. Maybe you tried to meet their expectations to avoid disappointing them. Or it can be that you just want to do something because others think you should do it and they think it's good for you. So you end up not listening to your own intuition. Sign number four, overcommitting. People pleasers often take on more tasks or responsibilities than they can handle because they want to please others. This can lead to feeling overwhelmed and burned out. Example can be that family member asks you to bake a cake for her birthday party. Coworker might expect you to help with a project. Your friend need help with moving and it's all happening in the same week. So you said yes to volunteering at multiple events. You wanted to help everyone and ended up burning out. Sign number five, ignoring boundaries. To accommodate the desires of others, people pleasers tend to ignore or overlook their own boundaries. They may feel guilty setting limits. Example, imagine a situation where you have a friend coming to visit and you already have a busy schedule. Initially, you agreed to accommodate her for a long weekend, which worked well for your plans. You think, oh, four days, it will be great, I will have time for my friend and then I will be working the rest of the time. However, your friend has other ideas and wants to extend her stay for 10 days. Now, what would you do in this situation? Would you just agree to her request, even though it disrupts your schedule and potentially leaves you feeling overwhelmed? Or would you kindly and honestly communicate your boundaries, letting her know that you can only host her for the initially agreed upon long weekend? It's a tricky situation and you might feel guilty either way. Guilty for not having more time for your friend or guilty for not being able to work as much as you wanted. Sign number. For people pleasers, their self-esteem is heavily influenced by how much approval and validation they receive from others. Criticism can significantly impact your self-worth. Example. You used to feel great about yourself when your supervisor praised you at work. But... When they critiqued something, it had a significant impact on your self-esteem. Sign number seven, avoiding conflict. People pleasers shy away from disagreements or conflicts because they fear it might upset or disappoint someone. They often sacrifice their own needs to maintain harmony. Example, at work, you hesitate to express your opinion during team meetings, even when you have valuable insights just because you're worried about creating tension or disagreement among your colleagues. Sign number eight, difficulty expressing your true feelings. People pleasers often struggle to express their honest thoughts and feelings, fearing that they might upset someone. They suppress their emotions to keep the peace. Example can be that you often struggle to tell your family when they upset you because you don't want to create tension. So you keep your feelings for yourself. Sign number nine, neglecting self-care. People pleasers frequently neglect self-care activities and prioritize others' needs over their own well-being. They may feel guilty for taking time for themselves. Example can be that you regularly skip workouts, you don't prioritize your health because you feel obligated to attend social gatherings or assist your friend. And sign number 10, feeling drained. 
constantly trying to meet others' expectations leaves people-pleasers feeling emotionally and mentally drained. They may find it challenging to recharge and prioritize self-care. Example, after constantly trying to meet your coworkers' expectations at your job, you found yourself exhausted and emotionally drained every evening. So, now that we've explored the 10 signs of people-pleasing tendencies, let's dive into some practical tips on how to break free from the cycle and start prioritizing yourself. Tip number one, seek internal validation. As you know until now, most people-pleasers are desperate for validation and appreciation. They want to feel needed. And they feel great when they can solve problems for others. But here's the thing. They often become over-the-top helpful and say yes to everyone, relying on external approval to feel good. So today I want to challenge you to shift that focus to internal validation. If you feel good about yourself, you won't need others to make you feel good. It's time to find and build up what truly makes you feel good. Engage in activities you genuinely want to do not just what you think you should do. Surround yourself with people who love you for who you are, not for what you can do for them. Tip number two, start with small no's. Now let's talk about a practical step, starting with small no's. If you don't want to attend a party or family gathering, be honest about how you feel. If someone suggests a dinner and you don't have that much time, maybe suggest a coffee meetup instead. It's about limiting your time and setting boundaries. In the past, you might have felt the need for a good excuse. But guess what? You have the right to take time for yourself to rest, relax, or do whatever you want without explaining yourself to anyone. Embrace that. Tip number three. Delayed responses. Woo! This is interesting. Have you ever said yes immediately to something and then regretted it? You end up feeling angry at yourself and at the other person. That's why it's crucial not to answer immediately. Say, let me check my schedule and I'll get back to you. If you use those, you will give yourself time to think about it, to check your schedule. And then you will only say yes if it's hell yes for you. Appreciate your own time. Tip number four. Prioritizing your goals. To say no to others effectively, you must know your own goals and what you're saying yes to. Clarify your objectives. Where do you see yourself in the next two or three years? What are you doing right now to get there? Set daily and weekly outcomes and show up for yourself. You can still be there for others, but not at the expense of your own well-being. Tip number five, stop apologizing. So stop apologizing for prioritizing yourself. How often do you find yourself saying, sorry, 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 when you can't do something for someone? I'm so sorry, I apologize. Hey, stop that. It's time to let go of that guilt. Say no and mean it. Taking time for yourself and focusing on your goals is reason enough. It's reason in itself. You don't have to apologize for that. Remember, nobody else will take care of you. Stand up for yourself, prioritize your needs, and go smash those goals. 
So, are you ready to break free from people-pleasing and start living life on your own terms? Let's do this together. Thanks for tuning in and until next time, remember to prioritize yourself. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and you got lots of value out of it. If you enjoyed today's episode and you want to stay connected, you can subscribe to the podcast and I would love to hear from you if you have any comments, suggestions or questions or anything regarding the exercises I just shared with you. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'll be happy to connect with you and also happy to create the content that resonates with you the most. Wishing you a lovely day and talk to you next Sunday. Bye-bye.